the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to our position before God, it's about as bad as bad can get. Just how bad? That's what we'll talk about next here on Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner. The Bible says our hearts are deceitfully wicked above all else who can know it. And it's that deceit part that fools ourselves. Welcome to Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner. Today, we turn our attention back to Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 32, as we take a look at what God does to those who hate God, to those who rebel against him and continue to rebel against him, given over by God. That's about how bad it gets. With more, here's Pastor Gary Wagner and today's Abounding Grace. Now, this is the list of sins. I'm going to spend, I'm not going to spend 30 sermons going over each one of these. Just know that these are our crimes and that this is God's response. Because this is the same dynamics with the former two sexual perversions. Man gives himself to these sins. He doesn't like to retain the knowledge of God. Man does everything he can to suppress God. So he not only pursues more sin, but God gives him over to more sin. This is a double dynamic here. These are our sins and God's response to our sins, which is his judicial punishment. Notice these now. He says we are unrighteous. We do not obey God's commands. Fornication, all forms of sexual filth, whatever kind. Wickedness, covetousness, discontent with God, unhappy with holiness. Maliciousness, we think others have what we want to make us happy, so we hate them. And then we are full of envy. And it says, who can stand before envy? It's actually a quote from Solomon. Not only do I want what you have, but I hate you for having it. And I wish you didn't have it if I can't have it. It is one thing to covet. That is bad enough, but this is idolatry. But to envy, no wonder we associate that with green eyes. Zach, my son, uh, actually told me that because Shakespeare is the one who coined the phrase green-eyed monster. It was from Othello's play where the villain, Iago, destroys the lives of everyone around him because they have what he wanted. So to envy is to hate others for having what you don't have. And then our relations, in the verse 29, our relations suffer. Murder, murderous thoughts, deeds, murderous nations, Why do you think our nation has killed over 60 million babies since 1973? 
Why do you think since 1861 the powers that be have killed millions of our own countrymen in foreign wars that we have no business being in? It is because God is giving our nation over to a reprobate mind because we didn't listen. And it's not only to the light of God revealed in nature, but it, we didn't listen to men like Charles Spurgeon. We didn't listen to men like Jonathan Edwards. We didn't listen to Benjamin Morgan Palmer. We turned away from God's truth and we continue to suffer horrendous hurricanes and tornadoes and floods and horrific fires. Curses always follow disobedience because God does not forget. Listen to this. God does not forget one syllable from his own lips. We can never fool around with sin and get away with it ever. Paul here mentions debate. In Greek, the word is wrangling or contentiousness. Do you have any of this in your homes? The hard thing about this list is that so many of these look like ourselves. Deceit. We pretend that we have more strength and godliness than we do have. Malignity. Just a balled-up bitterness of spirit. Whisperers. Tellbearers, gossips, backbiters, haters of God, spiteful, just mean for no reason. Proud. Oh, look at me. Just a dressed up corpse. Boasters. Let me tell you about me. Oh, be careful with that spirit. Even if you are telling people your problems. Be careful about always having to be the center of everything that is going on because if that sin runs to its full extent, it will lead you to hell. Oh, it's all about me. Poor, poor me. Inventors of evil things. Now, our country is right at the top in the history of the world as inventors of evil things. And I'm not even talking about computers and televisions. But I am talking about what we do with them. We have to understand when God gives a nation over to where a huge part of its industry is involved in perversity, we are doomed unless God intervenes. And there is a particular industry right here in California that produces filth. And believe it or not, it has the ninth largest GDP in the entire world. And it all spews out of our state, the entertainment industry, and particularly pornography. Understand, God has given this nation over to a reprobate mind. Disobedience to parents. What? The first time I read this years ago, I was quite surprised that this was included in this list. Why, why put that here? Because God destroys nations that do not respect his authority. This, this commandment is actually enough. We, we don't even have to talk about Sabbath keeping. We don't have to talk about idolatry. We don't have to even have to talk about homosexuality or lesbianism or abortion. We don't have to talk about any of that to understand why the sword of divine justice is very, very clearly hanging over this land and already entering into the rotting and putrefying corpse, which I pray will be unto salvation for his church. 
But disobedience to parents? We, we celebrated this starting with the Cultural Revolution in the 60s. Understand that was our own type of French Revolution. Because the French Revolution goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. And has manifested itself at many times with the mantra, I do not have to yield myself to the authority that God puts into my life. You know, I'm 70 years old. And I still go back and ask God to forgive me for disobeying my parents and disrespecting my grandparents and not listening to them more carefully and not loving them and honoring them because God hates that. We have no sense of how it is celebrated in our culture today. It is laughed at. Respect your parents. So many young people can't wait to leave home to get away from their parents. They don't want anything to do with them. They are estranged. And then they wonder, why do I feel like my life is just slapping me over and over and over again? First, I left for a boy who said he loved me. But all he did was want me. So now I have his child. And it turns out that he's into drugs. And this story is replicated over and over and over again. Why? If you do not obey and honor your parents, do not, young people, expect to be blessed. If you do not obey your parents, understand the sword of divine vengeance is armed against you. Some of you adults may need to go back and ask your parents to have mercy on you and forgive you because even though... They may have told you some things that seem to you to be stupid. I mean, parents are sometimes good at saying stupid things because I know I am a parent and I sin. But it doesn't matter. God says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, looking at him and not at what your parents, you think, deserve. And that is why some of God's richest blessings are promised to young people who say to their parents, not my will but yours be done because God loves his own authority and blesses us as his creatures when we put ourselves under it. Verse 31, without understanding, losing the ability to make good judgment. Boy, do we see that today. Covenant breakers, 50% divorce rate in the church even. We just can't seem to keep a covenant. We can't keep a promise. When you consider that our elected officials and Supreme Court justice just judges covenant with us by putting their hand on the Bible saying they will uphold the Constitution, shall help me God, it is a lie. This pandemic and the debacle called an election, not including ungodly legislation and evil presidential orders, proves these, feature, these people are covenant breakers. And they turn the truth into lies. Without natural affection. I read about a mother a while back who just dropped her two children off who were four and two years old by the roadside and drove off. This is going on throughout Europe, beloved. Children just being left off at police stations. Thinking about this and my own children, I'd rather lose my arms. And I'm sure you would too. Consider those who are respected in communities, coaches, teachers, 
pastors, child care workers who have molested our young people. I wonder how much of that actually goes on and is never even reported. We so twist natural relations that we don't even know how to relate to each other normally without taking advantage. And I don't even want to bring up the subject of sex trafficking. Implacable, unmerciful. How can we forgive if we haven't been forgiven? Have you ever known a family where a child and a parent haven't spoken for 10 or 20 years? How does that come to pass? Well, maybe when you are your own God. Then you don't have to forgive. Because when you are your own God, you spend all of your time vindicating all your rights and all your own authority. And you would rather have someone shot in the you would rather have someone shoot you in the head than forgive someone who has slighted you. It's all a matter of pride. You see, we can only forgive if we have tasted mercy, and then our hearts should be broken and give mercy and forgiveness. Giving mercy and forgiveness should come easy to all of us. But you know, the worst tragedy of all is verse 32. As horrible of as all of the rest of this is, and the consequences of turning away from God, that knowing the judgment of God, that those who commit each uh, such things as are worthy of death. But Paul says these sins are against better knowledge. Every single one of us, every single person ever created, at least with mental capacity to think, although I'm not sure it's not true of those even without mental capacity, know that God is their maker and that they owe their lives to him and that their sins will come under his judgment. Everyone knows this. Let me tell you something that's very important to understand about human nature and those you're supposed to witness to in this world. Every single man, woman, and child born in this world have heard the voice of God in Adam, telling Adam, Adam, eating this fruit, you will die. Everyone. Now, we can spend our whole lives trying to erase the memory banks and suppress the truth in unrighteousness, but some of you probably already know it doesn't work. The famous story portraying this is Caligula, such a vile man. He married his horse. He was perverse beyond belief. We, we would think every one of our current leaders were qualified to be Sunday school teachers in comparison to Caligula. He went out of his way to blaspheme God. And yet, when the storms came, he crawled under his bed and he prayed. We just can't seem to get away from who we are, can we? We are made in the image of God. But not only. Paul says here, are these things worthy of death? And you not only do them, but you have pleasure in them that do them. Broad is the path that leads to destruction. But you know many confederates won't help you on that path. It won't help you to be surrounded with those who are committing the same crimes. Because when God gives men over, the majority who are surrounded you are dead wrong. They are blind, just as you are blind. Now, what are we supposed to do with all this? I'll say a few things. Number one, undoubtedly, 
as we were going through that list, we were all thinking, man, this is raking me over the coals. We see remnants of these things in ourselves. It's not surprising, is it? Because we are caught up in the human race, too. When God makes Christians out of us, he doesn't just yank us out of the human race. So we have a collective guilt, a collective filth, a collective root of rebellion. So when we see these things in us, what are we supposed to do as Christians? Oh, beloved, we are to ask God to have mercy on us and to spend the rest of our lives repenting and seeking the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is why the New Testament as well as the Old Testament is so realistic. They say you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to mortify your members. You're going to have to abide in Christ. You're going to have to keep coming to him as the food and the drink of your soul. He is the only healer. He is the only one who can cast out these demons. And he will. But you've got to keep on coming, beloved. And you can't say, well, I prayed about this sin, Pastor Gary, and I've prayed about it for at least five years. Now, I don't want to be trite or dismissive if you've been praying for the last five years. But until you close your eyes in death, my friends, keep on praying. And it may be that God will not give you much deliverance in this life. Maybe he is chastening you, but that doesn't matter because of the goal. The goal is not that I be delivered and feel happy about my life and circumstances. The goal is for me to seek my only true life, the Lord Jesus Christ. And if I'm seeking him, that is enough. If God gives me victory, if God makes my wife more understanding and my husband more loving, if God takes my lustful inclinations away, great, I will praise his name. And I want that. I would be a liar if I said I didn't want it. But what I really want is to know that I am not alienated from God. I'm not given over to these things. What I really want is God himself. I want his mercy, his presence, his fellowship. If I had that, and if he uses my weaknesses in these areas, if he uses my struggle with sin, my struggle with my husband, my struggle with my wife, if he uses that to keep me on my face before himself, if he uses wayward children to keep me on my face before him, God be praised that he has not given me over but he is hedging me in so that I will seek him. For that is my only security. That is my only peace. And that is my only righteousness to seek his face. God's people have lived in perverse cultures many times. And when we see these sins, we shouldn't think, well, time's really bad now. The perverts are being a whole lot more open and the globalists are not hiding their plans are we going to make it? Men are really getting out from under God's authority. Oh, you and I really know better than that. God says, no, no. They've not shaken me off. I'm shaking them off. And I may bring to them repentance. Or I may 
It may be that I will consume them with my wrath. But understand, when I withdraw my restraining hand, it is judgment. That's why living in the United States of America today has become a very trembly kind of experience. You know, my highlight every week is being here with you on the Lord's Day and at Bible studies. And to know I have a family that loves me. But outside of that, life is trembling. These times are very scary, not because of what the world is doing, but because of what God is doing. Because all these things are evidences of His displeasure. And let me tell you something, Christians. When God goes to judging, and God goes to giving a culture over to reprobation and darkness and blindness and the other sins that we've seen today, when He sends His death angel through the land... And that is what he is doing today. That's what we are seeing. It is not that Jesus is not reigning. It is that he is reigning. And that he is sending the sword of his justice among his enemies. There is only one protection for you and me and for our families. There is only one thing that will mark your forehead with don't kill this one. And that is those who tremble before my word, those who weep over the sins of this land, and those who plead God's mercy and his promises. That is it. There's no other protection. Understand something as Christians. We have no defenders in this land. The laws of this land do not protect us. The Constitution is literally a dead document. We have no protectors, none who will stand up and kiss the sun publicly. We have one defender, and that is the Lord of hosts. And if we are to be protected from the onslaught of his judgment day as a church, it will be Isaiah 66. He says, to whom will I look with favor? Him who is broken and of a contrite spirit. And him who trembles before my word. I need to leave you with one sure thing. If God has saved you. Please. Do smile with joy. Because think. Some of this was you. It's bad enough for me to still see a few remnants of these things in my life. But to then know. These things have been crucified with Christ. Do you understand that God is doing another thing besides judging? Hopefully, he's getting his people to appreciate Christ again and to love grace and the gospel and to point out to the lost and the dying men that there is a way out of all of this. It does not have to end in cultural suicide. Just look to Christ and be saved. And what is my testimony as a Christian? I was just as vile as a sodomite. I was just as vile as any lesbian. My sins are in this list too. Disobedient to parents, unmerciful, unloving, without natural affection. I was a criminal. And Almighty God forgave me and laid all of my filth upon his son. Beloved, there is new life in Christ. You see, that's why Paul gave such a horrible depiction of sin here. 
It's so that since we are delivered from it by his mercy, we will forever rejoice and sing of God's goodness and tell everyone there is a balm in Gilead. There is a healing fountain. I was a vile offender, and yet I was cleaned and washed in the blood of the Lamb. Is that our message? Amen. And that'll bring us to the end of our time today here on Abounding Grace with our teacher and pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. Thank you for joining us today. It's our hope and prayer that we've been able to encourage you in Christ and stimulate your walk in him. To address questions, comments, prayer requests, or concerns, please call or write to us. We'd love to talk with you. 408-866-5607 is our phone number, 408 408- Eight six six five six zero seven. You're also welcome to visit our website. Drop us an email when you do, reformedheritage.org. Real simple, reformedheritage.org. A lot of information there about who we are. We would invite you again to stop by, reformedheritage.org. Or if you're writing to us, the address is PMB, post mailbox, 402, and the address is 1484 Pollard Road, Los Gatos, California, 95032. That address can be found on our website, reformedheritage.org, or again, simply call 408-866-5607. Copies of today's program are just $5. Mention today's date, and we'll get a CD out to you. And please remember that we are listener-supported, which means when you link arms with us financially, we're able to continue the ministry here on this station. It's a great way to study God's Word together, isn't it? And we'd love to continue to do so. Would you prayerfully consider how God might be leading you to partner with us? We'd love to hear from you. Again, won't you call 408-866-5607 or reformedheritage.org. Sunday services, by the way, if you'd like to join us, are 2 in the afternoon. We're located at Lone Hill Church, 5055 Lone Hill Road in Los Gatos. Directions can be found at our website, reformedheritage.org. Again, Sunday services are at 2 p.m. Further information can be found again at reformedheritage.org or by calling 408-866-5607. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.